Welcome to the Slow Mad Stories show. I'm your host, Bree, and I slow travel full-time together with my French partner, Paul, and our spicy tripod cat, Yoda. In this show, we'll dive into the realities and practicalities of choosing a nomadic lifestyle while highlighting stories from fellow slow travelers, van lifers, and location-independent entrepreneurs who wander the world ignited by the same intrepid spirit and mindset. Each week, you'll walk away from the show with genuine insight and fresh advice for how to get out there and fulfill your own freedom lifestyle. Are you ready? Then let's hit play. Welcome back to another episode of Slow Mad Stories. I'm really excited to talk to you today about slow travel. As you may know, Paul and I have been slow traveling the world for several years, and it's the reason for this podcast. I love slow travel. It has given me so many opportunities and experiences that I just wouldn't have had had I been really focused on backpacking, fast travel, moving everywhere, in two weeks, gotta see it all, do it all. Slow travel is about slowing down, literally, but it's also more of a mindset. I've written a whole blog post about slow travel and why you should do it, so go check it out. There's definitely going to be a lot of the things that I say here in this episode today that I've written about already, but essentially, slow travel, if I'm taking my own definition, for me, combines aspects of sustainability, mindfulness, awareness, and responsible travel to foster deeper connections with a place and its people. I really think that the people who do slow travel would pretty much all agree that slow travel really is multifaceted. It's not just about physically slowing down your travels, say from three days into three weeks or even three months or three years for some people. It's more about how you approach travel and it's about lessening your impact. It's about making better choices. It's about deepening your connection to a place, learning more. So it's really like I said, multifaceted, there's many aspects of slow travel. So for me, when I talk about it, I'm simultaneously talking about sustainable travel, responsible travel, ethical travel, eco travel. For me, all of these kind of mishmash together under all of those umbrella keywords, so to speak. So keep that in mind today. When I talk about slow travel, I'm really thinking and approaching it from this aspect of how can I just be a better, more responsible traveler? And how does slow travel allow me to make the most out of travel and its places, people? So when I talk about slow travel, I'm at the same time meaning literally slowing down one's travel, but I'm also talking about impact. So keeping that in mind, today's episode, we're going to go over seven reasons why you should slow travel. And throughout those reasons, I'm going to interweave a bit of examples from my personal travels and also just some tips and tricks for how you could possibly slow travel in the future and why it's not a this or that scenario. While I do talk about and I truly love and prioritize slow travel, it's not that the opposite. So fast travel. It's not that saying that fast travel is bad or unethical. It's just that slow travel has more treasures to enjoy and it's better for people and community and the planet. So this is why I really love promoting slow travel. But that does not mean, again, that fast travel or backpacking trips are bad in any means. I just want to clear there before we get started. The reason everyone should try out slow travel is simply it opens up your mind. And I think all travel does essentially do that. 
but there's something about more long-term slow travel that has a special effect to that, if you will. I often find from the travelers that I talk to, those who have had, for example, a study abroad experience tend to be way more in tune uh, global citizenship and this idea of we need to protect our world and care for each other. As you know, in comparison to travelers who I've spoken to who have only done like one week cruises or only take short trips. And again, not everybody has the amazing privilege and opportunity to slow travel. Those who have slow traveled in some way, either by extending a vacation, studying abroad, have applied slow travel to their vacation, even if it's limited in time, they have come back from that travel experience with a better understanding of their home, not just the destination that they visited, but also just their understanding of the world and their place in it. And I think that is really the core, the difference between slow travel and what would you call normal travel is this intention and this awareness around your travel and your impact. When someone goes abroad and has a meaningful travel experience through slow travel because, you know, you don't go on a cruise to experience a culture. Sounds like I'm attacking cruises now, but, you know, cruises, they're not all bad. It's just many of them are unsustainable by nature and they do negatively impact the host communities so that is just you know I'm using cruises as an example but the intention behind that travel the intention behind a cruise is to relax it's not really about traveling anymore and within that lies the difference between meaningful mindful slow travel and you know just kind of tourism and of course, there's different types of tourism, but that kind of tourism that is, you know, kick your feet up, but don't really care about the host community that you visit, that can actually be harmful. Using a very broad example of, you know, like huge cruise lines, I understand there are more sustainable cruise options and that not all cruises are bad and that people who take cruises are not unethical, unsustainable travelers. Okay, so don't at me because I'm just using an example to show the difference between the intention behind the travel. That said, if you are going with an open mind and you allow that travel experience, even if it is a cruise, to change you, open up your horizons, stretch your mind, you're going to start building bridges in your mind. You're going to see new perspectives and you're going to chip away at your preconceived biases and judgments, whatever they may be. And that is just the cliche of, you know, the saying, broaden your horizons. But it is just so true and it's literally the basis of slow travel. How many of you have went abroad and traveled and came back with an amazing story, right? Pretty much all of us, hopefully. And if you're listening to this and you haven't had those moments yet, just wait. They're coming for you. 
But basically, when we come home from our travels or whether we're full-time travelers, we always remember those travel moments that are insane, crazy, basically the ones where you were pushed outside of your comfort zone. This could have been like you got lost or you had a really awesome deep conversation with a total stranger. Whatever it was, whatever that experience was, I doubt it was on your itinerary. I doubt it was planned. And I can guarantee that it was probably one of your favorite or is one of your favorite stories, travel stories to tell others about. Those are the ones that bring sustenance, lifelong lessons to your travels. You connect with the place, you connect with its people, and you start thinking about that culture differently. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... It not only opens up your mind, but you come back home and you share that story and it shows others a side of that culture or of that race or person or religion that they had preconceived bias towards and that maybe by just relating to your personal experience, their mind is opening up too. So slow travel just brings more meaning to your travels. Like it's not just that, you know, that amazing poolside cocktail that you had at your all-inclusive resort, that's not really the kind of travel that's going to bring more meaning to your life. Those kinds of vacations are super fun and, you know, everybody's got their own style. Whether you're a more luxurious, all-inclusive resort traveler, those, you know, it's fine. I'm definitely more like as you probably know, more adventure style, you know, and that is totally fine. It doesn't mean that you can't have meaningful travel moments, even when you travel in all-inclusive resorts. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying that your chances of these more meaningful lifelong lessons are going to be more likely through slow travel than, you know, all-inclusive resort travel. That is what the world needs. We need people to go out and make connections. And, you know, those experiences that you just can't get from kind of agency travel. You got to go out and slow travel permits that because you are literally living somewhere that is not your home for extended periods of time. So those kind of moments are going to happen much more often than just in a week-long vacation during which, you know, five days you stay at the resort. So that is just the truth of slow travel. It is going to propel you into situations that you are probably going to be uncomfortable with, and that is the whole point. Third reason to slow travel is that it actually is just more relaxing. If you consider that slow travel gives you the time to actually enjoy your vacation, then you would, I mean, how many of us have come back from a week-long vacation and have said, oh, I need a vacation from my vacation? I'm sure many of us. And traveling, truth be told, can be exhausting at times, but it's mostly when we're exhausted when we're traveling in a hurry. And by slow traveling, we allow ourselves to slow down and be in the present moment. The present moment is like practicing mindfulness. We notice more things around us. We observe at a deeper level. And we're just not constantly being, you know, about X, Y, Z. 
you can slow travel even if you have a week-long vacation. It's really about slowing down to, you know, investigate deeper, explore more, learn more, and then have a lighter impact. You come back from that vacation, not just, you know, having broaden your horizon, but also feeling relaxed. Like you actually took the time to enjoy the time that you took off. Backing off of number three, reason number four to slow travel is because exactly that. Your your mindfulness spikes and your sense of awareness does too. And it's not just about your sense of awareness of your surroundings, but it's about yourself. You learn so much about yourself when you have the chance to really get into deep travel because you just go beyond surface level travel at this point. And that is what slow travel allows you to do. So whether it's a belief system that's unfamiliar to you, different politics, environmental causes, or your own personal failures or successes, all of those things can kind of come to light and you can start learning more about how you perceive the world, which in turn, you know, impacts your actions and behavior and the way you connect with others and relate. And it's it's just never a bad thing to make your sense of awareness increase. And when you come home, it's just beneficial for you, but also the people around you too. Example of slow traveling that really like extremely changed my life was slow traveling and living in Nepal for a year. That experience raised our awareness to a whole new level. I didn't even know I could go from A to B like that. I thought I was connected to the world before my year in Nepal. I had actually already done a study abroad year in Europe two years prior to my year abroad in Nepal. So I had already felt like I was accustomed to slow travel, but this whole new culture, all of these social issues and belief systems just kind of expanded my mind and raised my awareness and put me in touch with the world that I had previously not known. We can, you know, watch documentaries, read books, and learn through the news about these issues affecting the world and other people in other places, far off places. There's nothing like experiencing those issues for yourself, even if you do come from a far more privileged, you know, status situation, just being able to be on the ground in that location with the community makes a world of difference. I moved to Nepal, it was two, two months after the 2015 earthquakes, and I cannot even imagine what it was like for the Nepalese who had to actually endure that disaster, but just seeing the rubble, you know, on TV, it was broadcast worldwide, but when I went there in person two months later, it it was like seeing, it's hard to say, but I would like seeing it for the first time, even though I had already seen it, if that makes any sense. It was just so, so much more personal, so much more connected. And I could connect with the suffering so much more, but also the resiliency 
that the local showed like life was just really different being there than what everyone was saying about it on TV and having that experience even though I was far removed from the disaster itself far removed from the pain that the families endured and the loss it it humbled me in such a deep way to see the rubble but also see the resiliency and I feel like that I could not have gotten that experience obviously was not afforded to me through the TV and if you've had a similar experience I think you'll know what I mean but it's kind of hard to hard to exactly put it into words and of course like the disaster did not happen to me at all I was there in the aftermath but to still feel it, to feel the gravity, but to feel the power in community was really transformational for just someone like me as an onlooker in that case. And to be able to integrate into the community afterwards and make friends and hear their stories. Now that's kind of the slow travel experiences that I wouldn't have had you know had I just been a normal tourist in Kathmandu instead of going there for work and study it would have been just completely different if you've had a similar experience I'd love to hear what it was and feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me on socials letting me know or feel free to reach out through dms Fifth reason why you should consider slow travel is because you tend to have a lower environmental impact when you do. For example, when you slow travel, you're more likely to be mindful of your environmental impact. So you might bring a reusable water bottle on your travels instead of buying single-use plastic if you can avoid it. You'll probably carry your own bags when you go shopping source your tours and your products from ethical suppliers and businesses, book eco-friendly tours, you probably won't pay to see wildlife in captivity. You know, you just tend to take more care of your travel choices and that is what I consider as slow travel as well, for sure. As I said earlier, it for me it combines like this angle of responsible mindful travel with the act of slowing down being aware and making better choices sense too when you slow down your travels you're having less of an impact so whether you know you decide to take a ferry instead of a plane that is a form of slower travel that has a lower environmental impact you know goes back to this question of choices of what are your what is in your consciousness when you're traveling and what are how does that impact the choices you make that all goes back to this intention and this awareness of slow travel so you know do you carpool or take the bus or do you hire and rent a car that is just one choice that you could make that would have a lighter impact on your travels and I know that it's kind of a random example but and it's not fully encompassing of the you know the whole picture and it even might have some flaws to it but in essence if you try to slow down your travels you can make better choices this is simply contributes to a better travel and it's just better for people for the planet and for you too i think it's so hard to separate 
slow travel from responsible and sustainable travel because you are being more intentional with your travel. And in relation to that, travelers who are more intentional are more aware and they're more conscious of the impact they have, whether you know, you're know you outdoors, recreating and you're leaving no trace, whether you're shopping ethically at markets in Asia and you're aware of the ivory trade, the illegal ivory trade, so you know you don't buy those products, whether you're aware of the bartering culture in certain countries and you make sure to be respectful of what you wear in other countries based on religious practices or maybe cultural norms and traditions, you know, all of this awareness relates back to more intention more awareness in your travels and I think slow travel is just like the perfect I guess purveyor of that compared to just normal travel where you're consuming more you buy into fast fashion you don't really care about the products or local businesses that you support you might even you know think it's harmless to see wildlife in captivity all of those aspects of kind of tourism, the negative parts of tourism can be sourced back to this absence of mindfulness that I think is 100% like integrated with slow travel. That said, when you slow travel, this is another reason you need to do it is because you can kind of transform from that tourist to traveler transition. And you know, people always say, be a traveler, not a tourist. And that kind of can be cliche and even a little silly, but I think its essence is true because tourists often get a bad reputation because they come in the masses and they have a very self-focused intent. They might leave a place worse than they found it. They don't attempt to connect with the local destination or the community. They might even promote stereotypes instead of diminish them. And it's just typically, you know, they're there for the bucket list photo. But as a disclaimer, I'm not saying that tourists are bad. Again, obviously, I am myself a tourist when I visit countries and so I'm just saying that tourism and traveling can be a little bit different based on the way you perceive it especially how you perceive yourself if you are there with the intent to you know travel off the beaten path connect with the locals and the culture instead of just buying souvenirs and like sticking your feet in the sand, obviously your actions are going to follow that intention. So the next time you're out traveling, think about that because if you want to have a deeper experience from travel, you're going to have to actively seek it out. Sometimes it's not going to just happen to you and which, you know, turns into those crazy travel stories. Oftentimes it does, and through longer-term travel, those instances can have, you know, a bit more frequency than when you've got just a week or something. But essentially, it's the intent that we come back to with slow travel. The last reason why I think you and everyone else needs to slow travel is because it really simply does allow for that raw travel 
to happen. Like you need to open the doors for those opportunities to come into your life so that you do have those crazy travel stories that you want to tell over and over again. Simply for me, slow travel invites opportunity. There is opportunity. There is room for lifelong lessons. Again, I think the importance of slow traveling is just going to keep increasing as the world starts to prioritize more sustainable local travel, basically travel that gives back to its host environment, communities, its populations, and its local economy. Those kind of three things are the pillars of slow travel and sustainable travel for me. Simply, I think whatever you want to call it, slow travel, responsible travel, mindful travel, sustainable travel, all of it is so important. We need to have these connections. We need to build those bridges between people and the destinations we visit while educating ourselves, educating others. We raise our own awareness. We raise the awareness of people around us about ethics and travel, about cultures and wildlife and languages and the natural environment. And we, we need to do everything we can pretty much to protect it, to preserve it, and to promote this type of travel because it really does make a difference in not just our individual lives but in the communities we visit one benefits from a more mindful traveler i leave you with this i hope that in this ever-changing world you will consider being more open and adaptable to slow travel and ethical and sustainable travel practices, not just when you travel as well, but just in your daily life. We need it. The world needs it. The world needs you and all of us to do a bit better where we can, when we can. So consider these aspects of slow travel on your next trip and let me know what you find most appealing about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it insightful and helpful for inspiring your next slow travel trip. Please do let me know your comments and feedback. I would love to hear what your thoughts are about slow travel, how you've experienced it in the past, and what you're looking forward to discovering next. <laughs>